What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I am your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And it's a victory Monday. It's feeling good around here in the Bay Area. The Niners beat the Cowboys yesterday, 19-12, to to advance to the NFC Championship game, which is obviously just super nice. What a great feeling. Um, I got my boy Owen on the pod to talk about some NFL stuff. What's up, Owen? What's going on, Mr. Hernandez? I'm excited to have you on. We got some good things to talk about. Um, and since I was just kind of bringing up the 49ers and that Cowboy game, let's talk about it. Um, obviously kind of a low scoring game. You could say it was a defensive battle, 19 to 12, kind of a weird score. Um, not a whole lot of touchdowns. I think each team only had one touchdown. Um, so definitely an, an interesting game. And it was kind of, as a Niner fan watching it, it was, um, it was kind of nerve wracking the entire time almost because obviously the Niners never really pulled away. Dallas was always right there. It was super close. Um, so even until the final possession, when Elijah Mitchell ran down the sideline and he didn't and he went out of bounds instead of sliding. So it kind of kept the game alive just a little bit longer when we all wanted it to end. Um, but nonetheless, Niners won. That was great. Any general opinions? How'd you feel about that game? What do you what are you thinking? You know, it's really funny because going into the game, I, of course, had a bunch of nerves. Of course, playoff games, Cowboys, biggest rivalry in the NFL, some of the biggest ones in sports. Um, But once the game played out, even after the first quarter, when both teams really didn't have any momentum um, besides, uh, of course, later on with that pick, um, I really – I was really confident in the Niners, even though they weren't moving the ball. And I know you were yelling at the screen because Mr. Shanahan, dude, his calls throughout the game were very iffy um, from the first quarter to the last, to the, to the last possessions we had, you know what I mean? Even though we're running it out, I I understood that. Um, But I mean, all in all, um, I think we got, we got pretty lucky in my opinion um, with two picks and we had two picks and what we were only up, what was it? Nine, six or mm-hmm. something like that. I think it was, um, I, I, at the time I was me and Deb, we were like, dude, the fact that we have two picks on Dak right now and we're not even up by two scores is very scary. And I was, and we, you know, we're glad that we didn't have to look back at those moments that that's why we lost, how we weren't able to turn those into at least seven points, mm-hmm. um, instead of field goals. Um, but you know, all in all, I was really happy with the defense. They balled out. I really thought that even though CD had a game and a half, um, even though he didn't have a tutty, he was still balling out on us. Um, I thought our pass defense was was fine. Um, going up against the Eagles is going to have to be a lot better, um, like a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, but I was really happy with it. I thought we played really well. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think both defense – both defenses really came to play. Um, that was pretty evident. They were – it was a defensive showing. Um, and I agree with you when it comes to – I okay, so I think that Dallas honestly was kind of handing us this, this game, and we weren't taking it, um, no. especially Dak, like you said. Dak's – Dak looked really, really bad. He did not play very well. He had a couple good throws, you know, down the field, but ultimately throughout the game didn't play very well. Two interceptions. They weren't good passes. He was handing us this game, and we should have been winning by a lot more um, early on. Our offense couldn't convert anything. They were just field goal after field goal, and it was 
three and out punt. It was just ugly. And I was getting really annoyed. Um, the offense really wasn't moving the ball. And I know Dallas has a really good defense. Obviously, Michael Parsons in the running for defensive player of the year. So that that defense is obviously no joke. I'm not expecting us to go out there and put up 40 points on them. But they were giving us opportunities and we weren't doing anything with them. Um, not to speak on Kyle Shanahan. I fully agree with what you said. I think he was making some super questionable calls through the entirety of the game. I don't I, I was talking with somebody and they were telling me that they think that was an expertly coached and ran and managed game. And I completely disagree. That was not an expertly managed game by Kyle Shanahan. In fact, it was quite the opposite. And I think that it, it, it's so frustrating because sometimes there, there there's moments where I can start to come around on, on Kyle a little bit. Like, you know, he's looked better with Brock, whatever, but I don't know what he was thinking yesterday. And the play calling was just horrible. Um, he 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 couldn't get anything going. The, the times that he was calling for the run did not seem to be working. And, and the biggest, my biggest issue, which okay, it it ultimately worked out, but he got extremely lucky. He got bailed out, in my opinion, was right before the second half started, right? Right at the end of the first half, when we had the ball with I don't know, a minute and 15 seconds left. Um, and he runs the ball up the middle with Debo which I'm already not a big fan of running Debo up the middle. I ever since he started doing that, whatever though, runs Debo up the middle. Then he runs someone else up the middle. Might've been McCaffrey. And here we are. And he's just letting the clock just run and run and run. And now we're down to like 30 seconds <laughs> and I'm and it's third down. So, you know, number one, you got Kyle Shanahan has, has been known on the Niners, especially to play, too conservatively in the big games, did it in the Super Bowl. Did the exact same thing in the Super Bowl, right at the half. He did the exact same thing. Didn't call a timeout. Um, and you know, he, playing this conservatively has never proven to work for him, and he continues to do it. And so eventually, he got bailed out, I think, by Brock Purdy, and I think it was George Kittle who caught kind of a deeper ball, which gained a lot of yards. Um, and then we eventually got the field goal, but he didn't make it easy on his kicker, bro. I mean, he made him kick a 50 yarder when in reality, we could have gotten down there a little bit more. You got to take shots, bro. This is the playoffs. I don't really think you should be playing that conservatively. I didn't think that was smart. Um, ended with ended with three points, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I just think Kyle Shanahan might be our biggest enemy, you know, going forward. I think he might be the biggest guy standing in our way. Um, Bad management, in my opinion, on that in that sequence. The only thing with that is, of course, with that third and two. And, you know, like you said, pretty much drained about 30, 35 seconds off the clock or 28, whatever it was, was the entire time. I was like Peyton Manning on Monday Night Football with the first game with the Broncos. We're like, OK, let's call a timeout. Let's call a timeout. What? What? Oh, let's call a timeout. Let's call a timeout. And then you wait all that time and you burn all that mm-hmm. to get just to just you just burn all that time. There was nothing positive. But then when you look at it, is that hypothetical? If you don't think about that and you, uh, what's one call? And you get stuffed at the line, incomplete pass, whatever. Now it's fourth and two. You're not going for it right there because then you give them the ball, what, at the 50 yard line, whatever it was. Um, so I kind of had the same mindset as you where I was like, Ch- Shanahan, I don't know what you're doing right now. You're kind of, you're, you're really, going against what we're trying to do right now and get the ball down the field when we have a serious chance and we have timeouts, we have, we have enough time to do it. Um, But I thought, I mean, it, it, it was, it was definitely weird, but I thought that, 
You know what I mean? Since we were able to get points out of it, it definitely worked out for the most part. And, and you're right because, you know, once it was third and two, he let the clock run. But my, my problem is also before the third and two, I think, you know, we wanted to get the ball downfield and we wanted to um, get some sort of points to end before the half. And <laughs> um, it scared the heck out of me. Was that your dog? <laughs> no, that was me. No, that was my dog. My bad. No, you um but the like I said, the biggest thing was the two plays before that, our run game, okay, so going up to that point, our run game was not effective at all. It was not working. So yeah. when we need quick points and quick yards, Shanahan thinks it's smart to run it up the middle two times in a row. Yeah. once with our star <laughs> once with our star wide receiver, by the way, um directly up the middle. She doesn't learn. I just don't like that play call. I never have, but whatever. Um, big picture is that, you know, two run plays up the middle when you have only a minute to go, you want to get downfield. That's not the answer. That's not going to work. He got lucky. That was not him. He got lucky on that one to end up with three points. Made it hard on Robbie Gould. Made him kick a 50-yarder, which Robbie Gould is a good kicker. But, I mean, we could have got him closer than that. We could have helped him out a little bit more. Um but he ended up making it. So at the end of the day, we got the points. It is what it is. But I just don't think that was managed good at all. I think it's too conservative for that. And I think run, it's like he plays not to lose a lot. I think you got one coach playing to win and one coach playing not to lose. And if yeah. you're playing to win, you're likely going to be the winner. If the other guy's playing not to lose, it's too conservative. But, you know, just the play calls were just not good. And also one more thing I want to add about how Shanahan was um, – I don't think that it should even be an option. This this right here, what I'm about to say. I don't even think this should be any sort of option in the playbook ever is running Brock right up the middle. I don't think that should ever be on the table. Not once. Okay, well, I don't think so at all because number one, Shanahan, he doesn't learn. He doesn't learn because, I mean, we saw what happened with Trey Lance and me and you had this argument before, but – Oh we yeah, saw with, the most normal, with the most normal play call. It, all it wasn't normal. Wasn't it? Wasn't normal. Okay. It wasn't not not a normal play call to run your your little twenty year old, you know, prodigy quarterback into a bunch of three hundred pound linebackers. I, I, to me, that's not normal. That's not what I would do. But so you don't learn from that because he runs everybody up the middle. Shanahan, his trademark is turn every star player of mine into a running back, which. You have running backs, Shanahan. I don't know why you need to make everyone else a running back, but okay. Brock is running up the middle. He only did it once or twice. I know that, which, but it should be zero. It should be a big fat zero right next to that because he should never be running up the middle like that because if he gets hurt, we're, who's our backup? Uh, uh, Josh Johnson. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're not winning anything with that. I, my point is just that he doesn't learn what he's from his past mistakes, and I don't think Brock needs to be running up the middle because it's never even that effective ever. Okay. What I'll say with that is that of course, since he got what two yards out of it, or maybe one yard or whatever it was, I know what you're going to say. It's the same thing as Trey Lance. Of course, since Trey got hurt, that's such a shitty play call. Brock got one yard, such a shitty play call. And Brock Purdy gets a touchdown out of it. No, don't get me wrong. Don't get, okay. Look, look, look. Yes or no? If Brock Purdy has a lane right there and scores, is that not a great call? Of course, is because nobody's expecting Brock Purdy to go up the middle. So, I mean, would I have liked it to be 
um, maybe a play action or they try and hit Kittle or Debo or someone, whatever. Of course, since it didn't work, but I really wasn't that mad for me, even though we were in the red zone, right? We were literally right there. No, uh, I don't really remember. We might've been, I don't remember I think exactly if I, if I, if I remember, I think it was like a third and seven or second, whatever. Yeah. Third and seven, whatever second, whatever it was, but I'm pretty sure we were in the red zone. So it was definitely iffy play call. I would, I, I wasn't that mad. Brock Purdy, he's 23 years old. You know what I mean? It's not that crazy. And he is more, 10 times more of a mobile quarterback than Jimmy G. Of course, he's what, 10 years younger, 12 years younger. And going off of that with mobile real quick is that I know a lot of people are very, it's, it's, it's a push and pull with, with Purdy running out of the pocket, doing all these spin moves. He's going to get sacked for 20 yards one of those times. It's going to happen. But what people have to realize is we haven't had anybody like that since Kaepernick. And Kaepernick really wouldn't do that. He he wasn't – he wouldn't backtrack that much. Of course, sometimes, whatever. But when you're moving in and out of the pocket like Russell Wilson, that's going to happen. But we're not used to a mobile quarterback. No. So at all. For damn near the past – almost the past decade, really. You know what I mean? So – there's he is going to have those opportunities he creates he he um and totally extends the play which of course gives us a better chance but then also for picks that's just going to happen um but like i said just going off uh, his mobility i really like what he's doing with getting out of the pocket it scares the shit out of me but Mm -hmm. somehow some way he runs back 20 yards and then just throws out of bounds so um and that's the that's that's fine because i think that you know the one thing is that he likes to like you said run backwards a lot instead of maybe you know some guys like russell wilson they get that step up which in which is a lot more effective but that'll come with time he'll he'll learn that um but the thing i like is that he can you know he's extending and he's creating which is something that jimmy was never able to do and that's so huge right now in the league especially you know to have a quarterback that can do that um but my problem is that that's that's what we need right there you know if brock wants to run outside and and find or even if it's wide open brock's looking for for someone to pass it to and there's no one in the middle of the field run it that's fine that's totally fair because you're a playmaker at that point but having just the main focus of the play brock at the ball run it up the middle I, i just don't think it's effective regardless of what happens and i just think it's way more of a risk than it is a reward right i don't i that's just always how it, it, this isn't just, I was, it, I've, I said it back then. It, I didn't just come up with this once Trey Lance got hurt because what I was never the biggest fan of Debo running up the middle. I didn't like when he ran Trey up the middle, look how that turned out. And, um, and now I don't like it when Brock runs up the middle. I still don't like it when Debo runs up the middle. I'd rather leave that to the, to the running backs, the guys who kind of are there for that instead of, you know, making all your other star players a running back. I don't really think it makes any sense. Um, but hey, he's the offensive genius. So who am I to question him? Um, but no, so that, you know, I just hope that it doesn't come back to bite us. But in the end, we won the game. Brock is looking very solid. Um, I think I think he's playing really well. Um, that was his biggest test. That was the best defense he went against all year so far. And, you know, the offense didn't look amazing, but he got it done. And, you know, the defense really came to play. Um, I'm excited for the next game, although it's going to be very, very, very close. I think it's going to be a battle. I think that game's going to be tough. Um, let's move on to some of the some of the other games that happened over the weekend. Um, we don't have to touch too much on these two, but 
because they were kind of boring. Chiefs and Jags, you know, okay. Uh, I think most of us probably expected the Chiefs to win this one. They ended up winning by seven. Um, I think Jags covered the eight and a half point spread on that one. Um, the Jags will be a good team, I think, coming, you know, in years to come, but they're just not as good right now to, to take on Kansas City. Not a whole lot to that game. Any any opinions on that? Uh, no, I think um, I I absolutely love what Trevor Lawrence done uh, did in, you know, the last – five games you know the end of the season you really yeah. showed that he is an NFL quarterback which was kind of, it wasn't really a toss-up um but he definitely had some doubters I wasn't I wouldn't have been too surprised if he um if he didn't do as well I just from what you see when you're the best quarterback out of the draft and you go to a shit organization you kind of it's 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 kind of it's pretty tough to become like Burrow and what he's doing and completely change the organization, pretty much even the coaching staff. Um, so, but yeah, just getting back to uh, Lawrence, I thought he played really well, but like you yeah. said, you're, there's, there's no way that that team beats um, Kansas city. There's just, mm-hmm. it would, it would take Mahomes. It would, they would have to have Mahomes throw three picks minimum for they, for them to yeah. win that. Yeah, and they honestly did better than I anticipated. I mean, they only lost by seven. Um, and obviously, Mahomes went out of the game for a little bit with that ankle issue. Yeah. Um, which actually, which which played a factor too, because even though the next drive, what they went ninety-seven yards for a touchdown or whatever it was, so mm-hmm. it's like I, that was. Even though I'm not a Chiefs fan, I do. It's like okay, good. You know what I mean? That since Mahomes was out, you can't people can't really talk shit and say, oh, if he was in, it would have been higher. This, but they won. Yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah. Matters. Yeah. Um, I think though, if I do think that if Mahomes didn't get hurt, I think that they probably actually would have scored like 35 on him. You know what I mean? I do would have been higher scoring. Mahomes was throwing like Jimmy G was, you know what I mean? With that bad ankle, he couldn't really, of course he was throwing a lot better than Jimmy G. Not there's no debate in that, of course, but (laughs) uh, yeah, his whole Mahomes, Mahomes pretty much had to change up uh, his, his throwing style, which definitely played a factor, but yeah, hundred like percent. There's no way they win. There's no way the Jags come out of that game with a dub. No way. Not this year. No. Maybe next year. Calvin Ridley. Um. You know they they got they got some guys next year and, and they're all getting better. So, uh, but not this year. Let's talk about not a whole lot to talk about. Giants Eagles. I was so the funny thing to me is that um though I've never really been too high on the Giants all year. They they actually exceeded my expectations. I didn't think they'd beat Minnesota. Minnesota is just very fraudulent. Um, but coming into this, I did an episode with my buddy Hank, and we gave our ratings of each team on how we're how much we're scared of them playing them in the playoffs. And I had the Giants as the lowest, and I have I was absolutely no fear built in me of the Giants. Every team I thought was better than they were, um, and I saw a lot of people buying into this Giants hype that they could give the Eagles a run. And I mean, in my opinion, I never thought that was going to happen. I, I I had the Eagles winning and easily covering this game. And of course they did. They beat them by 31, wasn't even close. Um, and for some reason, I think that we'll get into this a little bit later, but I think that some people were just underrating the Eagles for some reason and still are. Um, but we'll get into that when we talk, when we give these previews of these games. But I mean, what did you expect coming out of the Giants Eagles? Did you think the Giants were going to kind of give them a run or what? No, I mean, I, I, would say that I bought into the hype for sure. I definitely, I never had them winning. I had them having a chance, but I really thought that it was going to be a much closer game. It's just the Eagles went out there and did the Eagles 
thing, which is coming out, scoring a bunch of points, second yeah. half comes along, and they maybe get a field goal or a touchdown. That's exactly – you know, that's literally yeah. exactly what they did. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just think that the Giants actually had a lot of opportunities in that first, in that first half to get key stops, and they flat out didn't. Mm-hmm. Flat out didn't, and that's how you – that's how you screw yourself. And the Eagles capitalized on that. And I don't think, I think they punted. Maybe did they punt once in the first half? Uh, who the giants? I don't know. They probably did not. They only, they punted three times in the whole game. Um, and they were rolling in the first half. I actually wasn't able to watch the end of the first half. And then the second, a little bit of the second, but, um, they were just rolling over them. I mean, it was just every time I look back, touchdown, another score, another score. So, yeah. um, you know, Philly is uh, just a lot better, period. It's not not a whole lot to it. Um, okay. One more game from the weekend, which was not, honestly not that great of a game, but I think it's leading into some very interesting conversations, which is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. The Bengals beat the Bills away in Buffalo in a snowstorm 27 to 10 coming into this game. Um, this game was a total toss up. I didn't really know who I had to win. Um, and I ended up picking the bills to win this game. Thought the Bengals would cover Bengals killed them 17 points on that one. Um, and the, the biggest thing about this game now is I think, I think a lot of people had Josh Allen as their, you know, undisputed two, maybe three, number three quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. But now I want to ask you a question here. Who is the better quarterback? Who is higher on the list, Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? It's a quarterback who's supposed to be better when you have more threats, Joe Burrow. I mean, the guy has T Higgins, who is a monster. He has Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, which people argue if you know fully healthy would be a top five. I would buy into that if if he stayed. He's easily a top, probably yeah. seven. You yeah. know what I mean? You have a great tight. Well, you have a good tight end. Mm-hmm. You had a great O line. You know what I mean? But yeah, they, they, they showed up when they're supposed to. Um, I think um, that Josh Allen deserves to get a little bit of a little bit of hate this year just because all the hype that came into it. Um, now judging on this game. Of course, Burrow showed up in the snow and Allen didn't. So it's a little bit weird. Of course, you think it's supposed to be flopped, which I definitely did. I mean, I had the Bills. I had the bill the Bills by three. You know what I mean? Just that they it was going to be a close game, which it wasn't. Burrow came out pretty much like the Eagles damn near and just didn't take his foot off the gas and just was just throwing these great throws. Mixon was on a tear mm-hmm. and he had like he was getting damn near like seven yards, seven yards a rush. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's kind of hard to, to, to really go in on Josh after this game. Of course, that's when quarterbacks get their most amount of backlash is in the playoffs. Um, and especially being someone like Josh Allen, who is a very elite quarterback, he is of the elites. And I think he still is. Um, I just think it's kind of tough to, to, to judge him a lot on this one in the snowstorm. Totally. And I, I I can get behind that. And I think that, you know, it's it's never fair to even judge someone off of one game, you know, altogether. But um, I've always been big on Josh Allen as my number two quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. I think he's coming into the year. He was my number two. Um, 
you know, interchangeable with maybe Rogers in the beginning of the year. But I, throughout the year, I was, I was towards the beginning, at least I was saying that Josh Allen is number two, but after this and after seeing what Burrow can do and is doing and, and how he shows up, I think Joe, I think you have to give the edge to Joe Burrow right now. And it's kind of funny because in the beginning of the season, like I would have never said that. I wouldn't have said Joe Burrow. I I was, you know, I wouldn't have said Joe Burrow is better than Justin Herbert. I, um, but right now, I think it's a very fair argument to say that Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in the league. Um, Josh Allen. The thing about him, he just gets too sloppy at times, and for some reason, he he's kind of an not an interception machine. Not like he was like like a Jamie Winston back when he was on like Tampa Bay, but. Josh Allen just gets sloppy and he can, and he, and he's due for a pick or two. I mean, he'll, he'll throw that sloppy ball. And, and obviously, you know, he's athletic. He's a big guy. He can run, he can truck somebody. He could throw on the run. He could throw deep balls, everything. But the, the sloppiness that you see from him, I don't really think you see that all that much from Joe Burrow. No, you really don't. You really don't. But, but that's the thing too, with Josh Allen is, is sorry. First, I will agree with you right now especially showing up in the playoffs at the moment, Burrow is the better quarterback. Is it by a landslide? Not even close. They're neck and neck. I told you before we started that if those guys play 10 times, Burrow wins five, Allen wins five. You know what I mean? That's just how it's going to go, especially with those teams. Um, But I still think, you know, no one's saying Josh Allen's done. Of course he's not. He's still going to be in the league for, I hope, 10 plus years. You know what I mean? He'll definitely get a ring with these bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they're the Super Bowl favorite damn near for the past three years, um, besides the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Burrow, Burrow played phenomenal, uh, kind of did shysty things. He was just balling out, made phenomenal throws, and Allen couldn't really get a completion over 20 yards. Of course, it's in the snow, but out, but Burrow was. Burrow so. Was. You know what I mean? He and he started off the game like that, um, the wide open Jamar Chase. But yeah. yeah, you're right, man. You are correct. Um, he just Burrow showed up and Allen didn't really show up. It's just that simple. In the game that matters most, playoffs at home in your element. I guess they both could play in the snow, but in you know in Buffalo, um, surrounded by your fans, you know. Just didn't show up. Didn't I? Don't even know if he threw for a touchdown. I don't because I think their only touchdown was a. Oh, he might have. He might have ran for the touchdown. Um, I don't think he threw. Yeah, yeah. he got like a point five. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He never threw for one, and you know Burrow was just was slicing and dicing up that defense. And right now, it's 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 tough. And and after this year, I'm gonna give my list of top 10 quarterbacks and maybe we can do an episode on it. Cause I'll be interesting. Um, Brock pretty cracks the top 10, but um, no, yeah. he wouldn't. <laughs> Bro, um, yes, he would. Okay. Oh, yeah, yes. Mean, yes, he would. But that's for, I, I mean, are you serious? Cause I mean, I don't know. I'd have to think, I don't think so he cracks more that goes into Brock Purdy. And that's what I was saying after his first three games, even though we're jumping back to it where everybody was hyping him up. I'm like, bro, I like that. But it's like, Okay, but it's because that's never done before. There's never going to be another Mr. Irrelevant that does that. Like, I mean, there's just not. Yeah, I hope right. there is. That would be awesome. But the fact that it's a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback, that everything fell into Brock Purdy's lap, the, the only way that a Mr. Irrelevant could get the playing time, and he's made the most of it. I, he has. Yeah. 
Yeah, I th- I would think he's a top ten. I but he would be ten. He, I'm not saying he's like I'm not saying he's five. I don't know. Top ten? <laughs> yes. If yeah. okay, okay. Do you think he's top ten right now? Like if the season ended, just say it's right now. Season ended, no Super Bowl, no more playoffs. Yeah, but he's at ten. I mean, he's better. He's better than Lamar. He's better than bro. He's better than Lamar. He's better than Heineke. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I'm trying to. You'd have better to throw, than Lamar. <laughs> yes, bro. Lamar Jackson is a fraud, bro. He's not. Lamar Jackson is not a hey, quarterback. I'm. I'm. Well, okay. I'm not gonna say that because I before the season started, I was very low on Lamar Jackson, and and he actually. In the beginning of the season, proved me wrong, and later in the season, began to prove me right because he did not look very good in the in the latter half of the year. So I'm 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 not the biggest Lamar Jackson guy in the world. I'm really not. But you know, okay, I kind of forgot that the guy got injured this year, so I'm not trying to rag on him because, of course, because he's listening. So sorry, Lamar. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> just he's, he's had one he's had one year. What this is his fifth year? Fifth year is it? Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, and, of course, he, he has been playing with injuries, of course, but Lamar Jackson is not – I oh, I, I don't even know, dude. Uh, he is, I don't hate that uh, argument at all. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, I would say by – I would say that it really isn't, isn't close. It's that Brock Purdy is a much better quarterback. Quarterback okay, than okay. Lamar Jackson. All right, all right, and I'm, I'm not going to get on you for that. But the thing that I'm going to ask is just, you know, Lamar Jackson had one good season, and I, I agree with you. I think he got well, – yeah, he, he had one phenomenal season. Phenomenal I just, season. Phenomenal. But it's like, you know, and I'm the biggest fan of Brock, like anybody else in the Bay Area is, but he's had, you know, seven good games. You know what I mean? Right, and, with – some of them being playoffs and him going up against stellar defenses. But I mean, some well, of them, some of them let's, were not. let's just say one of them was against the stellar defense. I don't think he went against multiple stellar defenses. Yes. The only who am I missing? Because the only good defense he went against was, was Dallas. Tampa Bay. No, no. Don't even, left I don't, okay. okay don't, even, don't No, They're Tampa not. Bay's they're good. They're, they're they defense. Are, no, 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 no. Yes. Their defense is not good. Um, Josh, uh, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy has only gone against one good defense. So listen, <laughs> Seahawks, got, Seahawks are a bad defense. They're not a good defense. They're an, they're an all right defense. I mean, they're not, this isn't anything to be like, you know, create, go crazy over. I don't think it's a great defense. I don't think it's not, a, it's not a bad defense, but it's not, you know, they're good, but you can't, but they're a good defense. Seattle's a good defense. It's all right. Defense. Um, but this is a conversation for another day. We, we have some other things that we want to talk about. Um, listen, I love Brock Purdy. I'm just trying to think if I'd put him in the top 10 right this second. And I think that's just a little too soon because I'm not a guy who likes to jump, uh, you know, to conclusions pretty quickly. You know, I was like Jimmy Garoppolo and all these guys. A lot of people like to jump so fast on, but you know, it is what it is. Let's move on. Uh, Joe Burrow over Josh Allen. I think we both agree there as of this moment, but it's very close. Okay, moving on to the championship games. The NFC and AFC championship games, one game before the Super Bowl. Let's move over to the AFC side. The Chiefs and the Bengals, who are meeting again 
if I'm not mistaken, for the second time in a row in the championship game. And last year, the Bengals got the best of Kansas City. Actually played, made a very nice comeback. The funny thing about this is, okay, I believe in Patrick Mahomes more than any other quarterback in the NFL. I think Patrick Mahomes is on his own level. I think there's no quarterback. You don't. I don't think Joe Burrow is on his level. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, nobody. Tier one is Patrick Mahomes, and then you name tier two guys, which is why I like to pick them a lot. But I'm scared of Kansas City more than I am scared of the Bengals. But I think the Bengals are going to come out with this game, man. Joe Burrow, for starters, seems to have Patrick Mahomes' number so far. I think it's 5-0 and against Mahomes, including playoffs. Um, always seems to get the best of them. And right now, the Bengals, are, as a unit, are just looking better. They're right. just looking like the better team. Also, Mahomes' ankle injury. They say, they're saying you know he's expecting to play, which I'm expecting him to play. But who knows how that can limit him. I think the Bengals might actually sneak away with this game and head to their second Super Bowl in two years. I mean, this to me, which that's not a bad take, of course not, but I think it really is a pick 'em in my opinion, even though in the back of my in the back of my head, I totally think that it's the Chiefs coming out with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I kind of just see I kind of see the Mahomes show. And you know what I mean? I, I, everybody, this is like, it's the definition on paper for this to be 400 passing yards for both, for both of them. You know what I mean? And three tutties, four tutties, whatever it is. Um, but I just think it's going to come down to coaching and Andy Reid's the best coach in the league because you have Mahomes, future hall of famer. You have arguably the best tight end of all time, which I mean, I, I don't have him there, but I mean, when you have Mahomes, that's mm-hmm. definitely going to help, of course. Um, but to complement the Bengals, it's kind of like what they were last year. They just started steamrolling and going through the playoffs, kind of when everybody kind of had them out of, as a dark horse, kind of a little bit. Um, and they just kept on moving, kept on going. Of course, well, that's what happens when you go to the Super Bowl and shit. But they're just really, <laughs> they're just really moving right now, just like they were last year. Um, but going back to it, I think the Chiefs step up and and I think they take this game. But to go back to what you were saying, I would definitely – I would be actually more scared to go up against the Bengals in the Super Bowl, knock on wood, that we get there, even though that's – even though that's saying that I'm not as scared as the guy who only punched the ball against us once and scored 45 on us. Like, it was literally nothing. But you can't get mad at that. It's Mahomes. He's the future – future goat of our generation already really is. Um, but yeah, I just think, I just think Burrow with those threats is, would, would be a lot harder for our past defense than Mahomes. Even though we got shit on by him, I would be more scared of Burrow. Yeah. I think our, you know, going against either one is, is going to be a challenge, obviously. And going against the Bengals, super skilled players uh they're you know they're super stars i mean they have stars they have a lot of offensive stars obviously joe burrow we've been talking about joe mixon's been very you know he's been good for the year he had a very good game last game and they have the best wide receiver core in the nfl you know jamar chase t higgins and tyler boyd t higgins is a wide receiver one 
somewhere. I mean, you put him on another team, he oh, can be a wide receiver 100%. one. The Bengals have guys. They have guys that that will be tough for our secondary to cover. But I think I'd rather play them uh, than Kansas City just for the simple fact of Patrick Mahomes. And it scares me. I'll get PTSD, dude, if we play them in the Super Bowl just because mm-hmm. of the last Super Bowl. I'm definitely scared of the Chiefs. And and like like I just said, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. He's the guy that I'm most that I most fear in the NFL. I don't want to play him. He he <clears throat> we almost had him in 2019 and, and he mm-hmm. you know he put on a show at the end, man. Shanahan and Jimmy chokers but um yeah <laughs> you know i it's tough but anyways regardless so i think the Bengals are actually going to come out you think the chiefs will come out of that one it'll be a super good game um and it could go either way you know i'm not going to be surprised if the chiefs win or if the Bengals. it's just going to be a good game um but now we move over to the nfc nfc championship game man our Niners. If you were to tell me that Brock Purdy would be starting the NFC Championship game after going seven and zero as a rookie, I'd like stop listening after your first word because that doesn't make any sense. But here we are going against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Man, this game is gonna be good. This very game is scary. Good. very scary. We're talking about Burrow and Chiefs. I know we're. I know we're not writing off the Eagles, of course not. But it, it, he's just as scary to me, of course. Even though it's a much different, he's a much different player than both of those guys. Uh, but I mean, they got the number one passing offense, and we have. I mean, we our pass defense is not the best, and it has mm-hmm. shown. I mean, not this last game. We did really well, you know, with two picks. Um, but we did give up some pretty big plays. But they are the number one offense in 20 yard plus plays passing. Um, mm-hmm. And we are probably in the bottom three for giving those up or, you know what I mean? The number, yeah. you know, we're in the bottom ranking for giving up the most when they're in the number one for getting the most. So that's very scary. I think, I mean, they got the three stars. They have the position. They have two, they have two star receivers and they have a star tight end. You know what I mean? Just like us. Um, but, and they have a mobile quarterback which he is going to probably have, I'm just being real. He's probably going to have 50, 70 yards, dude. He's just going to run on us. I know he is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Flat out. I'm that's, yeah. I don't think I can't remember when we have ever locked up a mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have, I don't think we will. So, I mean, Russell Wilson always runs, runs on us. Patty always. Mahomes does it to us. I mean, he, Everyone. I mean, so I I'm with you. And that's what I've been, you know, that's, that's the biggest reason I've been scared of the Eagles dude is the mobile quarterback is what's always killed us. And Jalen hurts is one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league. He's fast. He's tough. He's strong, but he can throw. He's accurate. He has a massive arm. I mean, He's like the complete package. I mean, when it comes to being a quarterback, Jalen Hurts is that guy, dude. And he's going to be tough, absolutely so tough for us to defend him, contain him. And I don't know how well we're actually going to be able to do that. And, you know, when the Niners go against, I think our two biggest weaknesses, which are weaknesses for a lot of teams, but our two biggest weaknesses are mobile quarterbacks and star receiver units. Mm. (laughs) And when we go against superstar receivers we got we got to cover aj brown and Devonte smith i mean that's not going to be easy with jalen hurts throwing them the ball and i haven't even mentioned you know 
Dallas Goddard, and then the run game that they have. And then mm-hmm. the whole other side of the ball with their elite defense. This team is so good. And people, like, for some reason, I literally think people are out there counting them out. I've, I've seen it. I mean, people, like, are underrating the Eagles, and I I've, I really don't know why. Um, I'm not super confident in this game. <laughs> like well, this yeah. Is, yeah. Not- you, you shouldn't be in an NFC <laughs> championship game. You yeah. shouldn't. Because, I mean, these guys, like you said, you know, this team really, even though you're talking about Hurts, but their team is pretty much the complete package. Yeah. Great O-line, top three, quarter, top three, top five quarterback, elite quarterback, mm-hmm. great wide receivers, great tight end, stellar defense, even though I might have already said that. But it's their, their team is what you want in a football team. They have – Virtually everything. They have no damn good coaches. I yep. mean, it's, and here's the thing too, that is going to no play weakness. a major factor is that it is Philly that we're playing Philly at Philly. That's, yeah. that's a real factor. Of course, it's a real factor when you go up against Seattle. It's mm-hmm. not a factor when you go up against the Cowboys, not against the Rams, not all these fake, whatever, yeah. but it is when you go up against someone like Philly, when you go up an organization like Philly, those fans are about as ruthless as it gets. And that does, that sound for especially for Purdy and our defense, I think that that is going to play. That's going to play a pretty, pretty solid factor into how how this game moves and how we're able to get momentum, take momentum. If Philly takes it, or if we're able to get it in the first half, or you know, second half, like we're a way better second half team. Hopefully, we're able to do that. But it's going to be a fun one to watch. It really is. I hope. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, no bias. If you had to put all your money on it, who do you think takes the game? No bias. It is being a true sports fan that you put your money on Philly. That is, you just have to, you really Mm -hmm. do. You have the better quarterback you have. Well, and I mean, but that's where, the teams are pretty even after that. You know what I mean? After that quarterback. And, or am I wrong? Defenses, even though I would say we have the better defense, Philly's a top three. Yeah. Even arguably, you could say two. You mm-hmm. could. I mean, but whatever. You could say that's, they have a better defense. You could. I'm not saying that, but could. I'm just saying that's you how could. close they are. Yeah, I think they're exactly. both top defenses. And so what do you pick? Your quarterback. That's the guy who runs the offense. That's the guy who literally is the game when you look at it. They have you, a better – uh, yeah, I guess you're right, actually, because I was going to say receiver core. Um, and I like A.J. Brown's the best receiver out of all of them, obviously. Um, but out of I'm all a, of them, of, sorry, out of all of them on the Philly or on the field? On the Niners, too. Just <laughs> really? wide receiver. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, Owen is over there containing his dog. No worries. Um, but, no, I, I agree. that I think that, you know, I think A.J. Brown – out of every receiver on the field. Yeah. I mean, even though he has the numbers a billion percent on Ayuk, wide receiver wise, I would take Ayuk over AJ. That's the only mm-hmm. one. I would because when you really look at it, don't get me wrong, AJ Brown, great receiver. Hat, like oh, yeah. I said, has the yards, has the, has the receptions, has the teddies over Ayuk. But I think all around that Ayuk is a better route runner. He's a better catcher. 
And I think he just has better IQ, even though for the third time in 30 seconds that I've said it, that AJ Brown has that overall of him, which would take that away from Ayuk. When you look at the tape, Ayuk is a better receiver than AJ Brown. AJ Brown um, has those stats on him. AJ Brown has those stats because look at Shanahan's offense versus the Eagles offense. It's completely different. Completely. I don't know about that. I don't think I'd say Ayuk's better. And I think Ayuk is becoming like one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Um, but no, more I, underrated I, than I, overrated. Oh, 100%. I've, I've, been, I've been a big – I was actually an advocate for us to draft him, and then they ended up drafting him. I was really excited. Um, I think he's very underrated, but I'm going to give that edge to A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown, you know, numbers or not, I just think – I mean, he was producing with Tennessee – as well mm-hmm. and i think this elevated his game more um but i'm gonna take him as the best wide receiver of the of the group and i'd put Ayuk at two we're talking purely receiver you know yep aj Ayuk, Devonte debo maybe Devonte right above debo you would, yeah you um, would have to take Devonte just and, and i know debo with his injuries but i mean he's yeah even though he balled out against seattle we're still He's still not getting great numbers, but yeah. I mean, well, even though, like you said, it's not numbers. Every almost everybody in the world would agree with you on that AJ, but I just think it's like who has who is IU Cad throwing to? Who's like that's that Jimmy I, G? I, you're right, exactly. He said Jimmy G and Trey Lance for two seconds and a and a court and a <laughs> and Mister Irrelevant that's been doing great. You know what I mean? He has a, he has Trey Lance throwing to him. There is no doubt in my mind that he has over eighty receptions over 1,200 yards, and at least eight touchdowns. He's going to be a Pro Bowl every single year if you give him someone like Trey Lance, even though, of course, Purdy's producing better than what Trey Lance was doing. Of course, he has more. But I just think you haven't you haven't given Ayuk that quarterback. I mean, he has A.J. Brown. Okay, well, I mean, he had Ryan Tannehill when Tannehill was actually good. Tannehill was good when he was throwing to him in Tennessee in those years. They were just going to the playoffs. They were kind of a powerhouse and then shit the bed in the playoffs. But Every and now he has and now he has a top three quarterback. So it's like it makes sense that he's producing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is no, you're their right. offense. There are more you're right. passing offense than running. You're right. And they're more, more running than passing. They can run though. I mean, they I think they're pretty evenly split. I feel like whatever's working for I mean, them, yeah, they yeah. just rock with. Um, but you know, I, I agree. I mean, I think I I've always Jimmy was holding back everybody on the team, and, and especially Ayuk. I think Ayuk has blossomed like big time with 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 Brock, and he would with Trey too. Overall, you know, looking at both teams, I'm gonna agree with you, and I'm gonna say that, you know, unbiased perspective. If I had to put some money on this, I go with Philly. I think Philly will win this game, um, but it is anybody's game to win. Still, the one thing that scares me. It's just Shanahan getting out coached, but you know, I think I like I said earlier, I think Shanahan is our biggest uh like obstacle. I really do. I think he's our biggest. He tends to choke in the big moments, so I'm no fan of Shanahan, not at all. But um, yeah, that's there's nothing new there. Nothing new. I'll I'll, I'll probably be that way forever. Yeah. Um, I will give you that this was I I, I would give you this that this was a bad game from Shanahan. How often do we say that though? That's my what do you thing. Mean? Is I feel like people uh, bro, say that. You a lot. say it's bad almost every single game. We could win thirty zero, and you would say that they're still bad in Shanahan. Well, yeah, probably they're probably was <laughs> bad in Shanahan. 
Okay, I call no, but, it how it is. And if there, if, if 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 he doesn't do anything wrong, I'll give him his flowers and his credit. Like, thank, like, perfect. But I think we see it all the time. I mean, the the poor play calls and the bad game management, no time management. It's just turning all his players into running backs. What? What is this guy thinking? I don't get his train of thought. That's why he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet because he doesn't know what he's doing. He just lost. We're getting one, bro. We're getting one, dog. I hope so. Then you can relax. Even if he does, I mean, it doesn't take away what he's done in the past. But yeah, you're right. You know, he's. uh, We may get one this year, but that's the topic for another day. Um, We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap up today. Oh, and my man, I appreciate you coming on. This was a totally. This was a good episode talking about the championship games and and the playoffs. Um, You know, a lot going on here in the NFL world with the. you know, creeping up around the corners is the NFC and the AFC championship games. So it'll be a lot of fun. Owen, thanks for coming on, my guy. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, my guy. Of course, bro. Um, everyone out there listening, if you still are, really appreciate it. You know that if you could leave a rating, subscribe, like it, do whatever you can do. Five-star rating, preferably. That would be nice. Um, you know you can find me on social media, on Instagram at the nightshift.pod, at TikTok at the nightshiftpod, and on Twitter at the night shift with two T's at the beginning and two T's at the end of that one. Thank you guys for listening. We got I'm my school schedule is actually a little bit different now. So I'm going to probably start uploading on Wednesdays. So instead of Tuesdays, but I'll keep you guys updated and, and we'll see how it goes. But again, Owen, thanks for coming on. We'll hope to have you on again and uh, we'll see, uh, see how these Niners can do next weekend. See if Shanahan stands in our way again. Uh, <laughs> right on Owen. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Of course, guys, right on. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.